0: hey oh football season is back and we are back in business picking our picks on the bmhd league group in the Pickskin pick the password is fantasy champ 72 capital f and capital c in fantasy champ click on the link in the website at bmhd slash bmhd man that's a mouthful or in the youtube description below
1: Hey guys, don't forget to sign up for full access to the official league website to see all the stats and data you never asked for. Visit bmhdleague.wixsite.com/bmhd and click the login button in the upper right-hand corner to create your account. And don't forget, once you've made your account, to hit make profile public on your my account page to finish signing up. Again, that website link is bmhdleague.wixsite.com/bmhd Or you can click on the link in the YouTube description.
2: Hey, this is Alex Gray, and you're listening to the official league podcast. Go Lions!
1: Welcome to the Band's Make Her
2: Dance Fantasy Football League Podcast with your hosts, Taylor
1: LaPrairie and Joe LaPierre. What's up, my guys? Oh, we are back, baby! Football is back. I'm pretty Thank excited. You, you guys, all, all of you, look very excited. I, I, but you're not smiling. I can, I can tell. Like you know, the i can see the excitement in your eyes.
0: Well, they—they they will have been listening to this in their car, so. I'm sure they're still riding the high of the, the game that's happening between that's, the Bucks and the Cowboys. That's
1: correct, because we are a day late already. Uh, first first, first part of the season, already a day late, just like clockwork.
0: Why, why are we late? Is it my
2: fault again? I think it's, it's all of Am our fault. Already? We're
1: all busy. Sorry, uh, yeah, Coming to Sorry. you Friday morning, September 10th, 2021 for week one of the NFL season. We got a little special guest with us. My good buddy, my best friend. Mr. Alex Gray Alex good to see you buddy
2: Hey, it is great to see you both. Um, nice to meet everybody here in the Bands Make Her Dance Fantasy Football League. If you recognize the way I say that, it may be because <laughs> I might be the one responsible for all of the voiceovers and drops you hear, and then Joe does his magic and makes me sound about half-decent, so well, shout-out Joe for for making me sound better, and it's it's a pleasure to be here. You
1: know, we always joke that this is Alex's real job, uh, <laughs> you know, making drops for, for the league. League. But uh Yeah, no, I am super excited to have Alex in. Alex has been playing fantasy football longer than myself and all of us, I think, probably. Um and uh how many how many years is it, Alex? Um, let's see. Well there's uh, I started in
2: sixth grade. Woo! and then there might <laughs> might have been so that was two thousand six maybe? Two thousand six, two thousand seven? Yeah, might have been a couple years off, but then I know I played all throughout high school and college and, and finally in the past few years got into a league with you know same 10 guys no turnover heavy participation all that good stuff so kind of in yeah similar boat as as the bands make her dance fantasy football league where it's you know pretty consistent and and a good group of guys
1: but do you have as cool of a name as as we do no our
2: name is sunday bum day (laughs) Um, Because it pretty much, uh, you know, just articulates what our Sundays are about, which is waking up and moving directly to the couch for a full day of football.
1: I love it. I love it. Yes. So, yeah, already this Sunday, I can't believe it. uh, There's a game about to start in like 30 minutes uh, as we're recording this. Super excited. Bucks, Bucks and Cowboys. Uh, Yeah. Excited to get into some football. Alex and I I, I should mention this, too, because we figured this out the other day, Alex, that our friendship is almost like able to drink yep it can it's, vote it can, which is yeah, great it can vote. it's it's a legal it adult it's it's mm-hmm. it's like it's 20 years old i i counted because i i went back and, and yeah so one more one more year and then and then our our friendship can drink so that's that's pretty impressive i thought that was pretty fun speaking of drinks boys so do we do we all have uh <laughs> do we all have uh beers tonight is is that uh can you give me another beer please is that something we're we're cracking into the mountains are blue yeah that means it's cold oh man of course mm-hmm. yeah tell you
0: i i i'm drinking i'm drinking as you know modello i i will say this i have not had a beer in about well actually the last beer i had was at the the draft that we had but before that it had been like about i think four and a half weeks wow good for so you yeah this this medello is hitting different right now i'm just <laughs> i was gonna say i'm not i'm not in shape i, need I know football right to, to get me back into into beer drinking shape but I, I think i've said this i think i've said this before i don't know if i've said this on the pod but my three favorite like domestic beers uh number one michelob ultra hands down i Interesting. mean can't beat can't beat under 100 calories uh but then Medello, number Go two ahead. and then coors light's my number three so you know, Alex, I was gonna say our, you and I are off to a good start to our friendship here. I'm,
1: I was gonna say I, I I am a I'm a sucker for some Coors. I gotta say Coors, Corona, and oh man, dude, you gotta throw hams in there too. <laughs> the classic. No, you don't. No,
0: you can, can you can I, throw hams right into the trash, Joe. Yeah,
1: can I make an objection
2: just to say that Joe will just rag on all these other cheap beers i like but he will stand for hams <laughs> so hard and i really don't get it because a cold hams is worse than like a warm bud light <laughs> and i don't understand where his love for hams comes in where he can just rag on all these other it's, beers but hams. it's all is, about
1: the experience okay. that's 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 what it is here's
0: here's my thing with hams you don't ever see anybody drinking hams so i just think that when you go into like a grocery store and it's sitting there it's probably been sitting there for like over a year and a half
2: so that's my guess it's
0: it is a dusty rustic beer and borderline (laughs) ancient it's probably been there way too long joe
1: yeah i I saw someone it's not
0: it's not like wine where it, it, it gets better with age it's not i'm sorry
2: I saw someone at, so I went to Grand Rapids last weekend for my draft, and, and we went to watch Western Michigan get slaughtered by the University of Michigan. Oh, so and sad. We were at at one of the local neighborhood bars, and a guy, a Michigan fan, had a Hams shirt on and was drinking a Hams at the bar. Okay. So I know he's a Michigan fan, Joe, but I think no, you have I, found now your that new next best no, friend. Now
1: that you've told me that, I, I may need to change my thoughts on Hams, because I will not associate with, with that, that man um i will say i'm not drinking hams tonight i got a little uh neon giants from Oma Gang. uh it's pretty good but it slaps and i just got back from the gym and haven't eaten dinner yet so uh we might be in for some uh a little crazy podcasting here what Boys. what kind of what kind
0: of, beer is it? You say? what kind of beer is it what kind of beer you know is me? it what
1: kind of beer is it's a it's an ipa good old hazy Fast.
0: okay well like looking at the can it looks like it's like one of those like Mountain Dew energy drinks, yeah. so
1: I just was a little, <laughs> I was a little concerned. Fortunately, it's not. All right, well, we got a lot to get into. Some news, draft recap, power rankings are finally back today, and uh we're going to get into some of the matchup previews, uh which is going to be lots of fun. Let's jump in.
2: News from around the league, dude.
0: I need to, I need to like trim the old mustache. It's starting to like, I, it's, I'm starting to get, I'm starting to get food. In I, well, that's it's perfect. not good. I. I had like lentil soup. Thomas and I right now are doing this like Mediterranean diet for we're trying to do it for three weeks. So I'm like having like lentil soup, okay. and it got like all my mustache got like lentils in it. It was <laughs> it's a, it was it's gross. a snack
1: for later, right?
0: Yeah, but hey, to the haters out there during the draft making fun of me for my mustache, you just wait, you just wait till we play in fantasy here, I'm, and you, I'm gonna get revenge. I'm telling you, come on, revenge of the stash.
1: Every every single person that has seen you with the stash thinks it's a victory. Like you look good with a stash. I'll, I'll I'll say that. I'm a I'm a big fan, Thank you. big fan. Um, oh gosh, well we're already we're not even to the first game yet, and I'm already done with fantasy because of <laughs> certain events. Um, Literally three hours ago, yeah. I don't think I need to say this. Dak is a full go tonight, Thursday, but you're, you'll be hearing this uh, tomorrow. I'm sure he had a great game. We'll see. Uh, Evan Ingram doubtful to play this Sunday. Not like anyone was planning to start him. Saquon Barkley is expected to start Week One. That's big news for Thomas. Um, I don't know what we'll see with Saquon in week one. I, I guess I don't know where he's at injury-wise. There's been thoughts of him having a slow start. There's thoughts of him just coming out and balling out like normal. So,
0: Well, he's definitely not going to be the check down king that I think he was with Eli. Uh, I mean, Daniel Jones will probably fumble the ball more times than
1: into saquon's hands like that will yeah, be the, uh, that's, the handoff that's is his he, only hope right yeah, yeah he fumbles it into saquon's hands and yeah
0: golly daniel jones is he is he bottom five quarterback in the league would you say bottom five easily
2: uh yeah uh, well hmm. what well, who else He's, He's who is kurt else? Cousin, kurt, kurt Cousins and then taylor daniel jones Trod Trod taylor. Taylor. Yep, yeah okay um andy dalton okay yep uh Teddy Bridgewater. No, I would take. Okay, I guess Daniel Jones is bottom five. Wait, wait, now take, this
1: is this is only starting quarterbacks too. So don't throw like Drew Lock in there because okay. I would have Drew Lock in my bottom five for sure too. But um, what about, Sam okay, Darn- Sam. I was, Darnold? Yeah, that was going to be my question. Sam, what do you, what about Sam Darnold?
2: I I think Sam Darnold has escaped the uh, curse of Adam Gaze and will be a lot better this year, much like Ryan Tannehill took off and, and some other players as I think well so too. Um, so I think I have to recant my statement. I. T- Dale Jones has to be in the bottom five.
1: All right. What about Jared Goff, Alex? As the resident Lions fan, we have many Lions fans in our in our league, Dude, as you know. He
2: he went to the Super Bowl. He I, did. I think he gets he gets a little too much um, I think, undue criticism because he did have the injury last year and he was a very productive quarterback for some of his time. I mean, I know it got worse last year, and obviously he's not as talented or, or you know as productive as Matthew Stafford is going to be in LA. Um, but I think he is on that Jimmy Garoppolo tier of guys that, you know, if you have a good team around, you can do enough to, to get you where you need to go. But he's not going to win you any games by himself. Yeah. You know that Jimmy G at this point in his career, Carson Wentz kind of tier because Carson Wentz, we haven't seen it. I mean, for a few years, just like golf right. was really great a couple of years ago. So again, I'm not gonna sit here and say that the Lions are gonna be just fine with Jared Goff because the rest of the team doesn't look that way, but I don't think this year is gonna be a fair evaluation of how good Jared Goff is as a quarterback.
1: That's fair. And I wouldn't throw him in that bottom five either. I know he gets a lot of hate, and you're right, he's not he's not, you know, the best quarterback in the league, but hey, he's been to a Super Bowl. If you know, if the right coach gets his hands on him, then he's still he's still got some some left in him so we'll see what happens dan see what happens.
0: dan campbell is the right coach i'll oh, just say that right now he, the kneecaps he
1: is, the kneecaps he could
0: he could coach any team and they will win a super bowl in three years
1: if a
2: little mini plug here there was a really great article on the athletic about dan campbell that i think is worth a read just for him as, as a person and a coach it was really cool
1: All right. There you go. You hear that, Pooj? You better book the the Lions in the Super Bowl in three years. All right. (laughs) Moving on. (laughs) Lev Bell and now Devontae Freeman have been added to the Ravens practice squad. Both of them will likely, well, now definitely be moved up to the 53 man roster because big teardrop. Gus Edwards likely out for the season with a torn ACL. Pretty, uh, I don't know what it is with the Ravens because we were, Taylor and I were talking about this too about a couple hours ago marcus peters also tore his acl so there's something like going on in baltimore right now where everyone's just tearing their acl
0: yeah it's not good but i will say this devonta freeman has become fantasy irrelevant he's on the 53 man roster it's time for me to spend 53 bab dollars <laughs> i thought on you spent him.
1: 80 last year on him <laughs>
0: No, it wasn't eighty. It, it wasn't like Pooch taking Deshaun Jackson. It wasn't oh, that yeah, much,
1: my bad. But it, my it bad.
0: was it was like the thing about it was like I, I think it was like fifty or sixty and nobody else even bid. <laughs> <So> <laughs>
1: oh, I'm staying away from Devonta though. Devontae
2: Freeman is uh, a death piece at best. Yeah. Like Tyson and Lev Bell are probably gonna lock that one. And Lev
1: Bell was uninteresting yeah. before this injury anyway, so yeah, mm-hmm. it's kind of a bummer. Uh, and last but not least, Austin Eckler has been a DNP I think yesterday and uh, this is Wednesday and Thursday, so mm-hmm. dealing with a little bit of a hamstring injury uh not sure uh we don 't know enough about this sunday we 'll find out uh well today on friday um, what, <laughs> excuse me what this uh what his fate is uh I think that 's about it Did I miss anything Is there anything that i, I it's only week one. Why do we have so add, much news?
2: I, I don't know. To add on to the Austin Eckler news, just because I am a big fan, don't have him in any leagues, but I am a big fan of Austin Eckler. Um, they did say that they think he will play Sunday barring any setbacks. But of course, today's practice Friday, you know, as you're listening to this, is gonna be a pretty big indicator. It needs to move in a positive direction if we're gonna see him take the field for um, you know, that elite Austin Eckler Aaron Jones stack oh that I see gosh. on the draft board
1: yes speaking of of that team, uh, we have four name changes so far before the season starts. One team has already changed their name twice, <laughs> so we are we are in for it pablo top derek bottom uh this pooch uh, i 'll do you first, pooch because you are the uh, champion you 're welcome. Has,
0: ta- has can somebody splice out? I'll do you first. And can we make, that a, can <laughs> yes, we make okay, that a
1: drop? Sorry, yep. That's. Poo John. I'll do you we're, first. We're, yeah, ruined. I, I screwed, the, <laughs> screwed the pooch on that one. Uh, Pablo Top, Derek Bottom is now hashtag two time. Uh, Taylor, you've changed your name, hooked on to Thieland. Uh, you are now, it's never too late,ner
0: yeah i'm just trying to Im- embrace the the bad boy image here well, and i was i was
1: wondering i just it's never I knew it was too gonna late. make everybody mad it's i'm it's never too late it's never too late for what to to start playing fantasy football it's never too the... late yeah
0: it's never too late for me to miss the playoffs okay, that's, that's probably what, right, I, sure. what it actually stands for here all right
1: cowboys that suck that's tim has turned into kareem lime pie <laughs> and now he is Hyde and zeke <laughs> Uh So, uh, and of course, I should mention this. Uh Some of the names have been censored for uh, the hashtag family show podcast. So if I change your name, that's why. Sorry. <laughs> and of course, <laughs> last but not least, Evan has gone through his eighth name change. This is his eighth rebranding. I have never known a team that has rebranded this much. Uh He's gone from a swift kick in the cup to sick with a golf. Speaking of jared goff um maybe this
0: is the year where the name change like really sends his team into the championship game you know, maybe this is the year it
1: could be i i don't i don't want to you know jinx it. hasn't anything, happened
0: yet but
1: uh we'll we'll see
0: we'll see uh evan please don't be mad at me evan. <laughs> i'm sorry
1: <laughs> all right let's jump into a little bit of a draft recap draft recap Great draft on Sunday. I can't believe it was already last Sunday. It feels like it was two years ago already. Time is flying. Um, really good draft. Everyone really did a solid. Uh, not that we haven't done solid drafts in the past, but like
0: we did. A- it was. It was a. It was a little more boring in the sense there was not anything like you know, taking Lamar Jackson at the one oh one. or Tariq but, Cohen
1: in the fourth or like, yeah, there was no, there yeah. were no exciting picks, I guess. But, uh, that just means everyone's got a good team and we all do. It was,
0: it, it felt really competitive though, where I really felt like I had to like, I had to stay engaged the entire time. Cause Definitely. everyone was like, people are stealing like the people who I wanted. Exactly. Like right.
1: Everyone was sniping everyone. It was fantastic. So we're going to break it down. We've got four different categories here. The best value, the biggest reach, the best sleeper and the best breakout pick. We're gonna start off with the best values, Alex. I see you've got Ronald Jones uh, in the 11th round as your best value. That's that's uh, Evans' team.
2: So one of the things with Ronald Jones is last year he finished as I want to say the RB 16 and half point PPR, including a game where he ran for 198 yards and two scores. I mean, what has changed in the backfield besides Giovanni Bernard being there? Ronald Jones already wasn't catching passes, so Giovanni Bernard being there, I mean, what does that really do? He's clearly the best runner on that team in a high-powered offense with Tom Brady. How does he get all the way down to the 11th round when you can put this guy in your flex or, if you have to, your RB2 every week and you know there's always a chance he's going to, you know, pop off for you and, and, you know, can get you easily, you know, upper double digits, close to 20 points any given week.
1: Yeah, I'm a big fan of Ronald Jones. Uh, of course, we don't know what he's going to do, you know, he, what he did last night <laughs> since we're recording last night. Uh, but I'm sure he was – I mean, he's he was – before the game, he's primed for a big game against that porous uh, Cowboys defense. And in the 11th round, that's just a steal. Uh, I, I just – Yeah very good value Uh, pick Uh, this this
2: might look stupid friday morning if leonard fournette comes out and gets the majority (laughs) of the carries but if you know
1: knowing knowing our luck it does look stupid but you know that's that's uh (laughs) i mean whatever all right uh taylor how about your best value
0: yeah my best value is tim taking in the 13th round tom brady I was very, very surprised with the lack of like quarterback taking in the single digit rounds. That really threw me off. Cause I was eyeing Tom Brady. I, I think Joe, you might I think you view him as like a top five guy. I don't view him as that, but I definitely view him as like being in the top ten. Uh off the off the top of your head, what do you think Tom Brady finished in his first year with the Bucks? Learning a new offense, there learning all this new stuff. What do you think he finished last year?
1: Well, here's I mean, I know it was a top ten quarterback. But if you put and I'll explain this after your point is done, but the second half of the year, I think he was top 5.
0: Second half of the year top 5, but overall, he was the quarterback 7. Yeah. And to to get somebody that was at, you know, 384 points overall for the season. I mean, if you look at like the the distance between the 1 through 7 to get that in the 13th round, that is crazy value to me. If I if I knew that he would have been available in the 12th, I know for sure I would have I would have passed on Aaron Rodgers and gone down and waited to get Tom Brady. I I thought that was great value. I will say though, with him also having Lamar Jackson, I I don't know. I, I'm just I, I feel like Lamar Jackson's a guy you kind of just need to you need to set him and forget him and, and just hope for the best. Um I just I don't know. Lamar Jackson, he's gonna have games, it feels like, where it's like sixteen points and he's terrible and then he goes off and rushes for four touchdowns. And so I don't know. It'll be really interesting to see, uh, you know, what Tim's decision making is on who he's starting and who he's sitting between those two quarterbacks. Yeah,
1: and we talked after the draft too, you and I. And had I known, and and this was my only bummer about the draft, I you know everyone I, I took Kyler in the fourth or fifth, something like that, uh, because you know Kyler in the fourth or fifth is a value, and and but Tom Brady in the third. If, if I had known Tom Brady was going to fall that low, I have him as my number five quarterback in my rankings for the year. So. I mean i would have I would have been so happy to have him that late I mean if you look at to, the second half of the year after the Buccaneers buy last year they were seven and five if you remember going to the buy after the buy they came came out and just tore everyone up won the Super Bowl as we all know and just like I mean he was a top top five at least if not top three I can't remember off the top of my head but this I mean he tore up the league and uh I mean he knew the offense by then. This is his second year in Tampa. As much as I hate Tom Brady, I wanted him on my team. I would have taken yeah. him. And had I known, I would have I taken him. I remember when here. you
0: went. I just every time you think every time I think about Tom Brady, I think about when you went zero dark 30 at the Super Bowl last year and like everyone was like reaching out to Joe, okay. That was but a- I mean to think to think that he was going around like I mean it was KJ Hamler, Tony Pollard, Tom Brady and then Philip Lindsay Elijah Moore—that's just insane value. Very
1: late. Uh, my best value was one of your picks: Taylor, Daryl Henderson in the seventh round. I know everyone's getting a little bit, you know, a little bit nervous about Sony Michelle coming over and, and you know, being in that role with uh, with Daryl Henderson. I'm not as I'm not so concerned. We know that Sony Michelle hasn't been that productive of a back in New England. Not saying he's not going to get work in L.A., but we saw last year. With Daryl Henderson, uh, with Cam Akers when he was healthy, like the Rams running back is valuable. And uh, I just see Daryl Henderson getting a lot of that PPR work. Uh, he could get vultured at the goal line by Sony. But, you know, again, between the 20s, I think it's Daryl Henderson's game. And, and he's going to get a lot, of, a lot of catches, which, you know, when you're full PPR, that's going to be a real big boost there and uh so in the seventh round you know to get the starter for the the rams i think the rams are gonna be good this year i think that's a a really nice uh value pick there Um, i was
0: so worried because when i I was in my sixth round i was really thinking daryl henderson and but i ended up going with hawkinson and i was really i was really between hawkinson gus edwards and then daryl henderson was kind of a third option so glad that it worked out the way it did got hawkinson pass on gus who is dead all right just go ahead and
1: rub it in why don't uh, you
0: (laughs) I know, I know, and then and to get Daryl Henderson, I'm really, I'm really happy. I'm excited. I'm really hoping that you're right. Well, he a lot of passes. If,
2: if it makes you feel any better, Taylor, at five and six, I went Hawk and Henderson. How you went there at six and seven? So we are matching almost there. Pretty good. Um, there we go. Henderson's a as underrated receiver. He can really catch the ball. And Matthew Stafford has made guys like Theo Riddick fantasy relevant when they could catch the ball. So. Even if he does get Vulture at the goal line, having Matthew Stafford there is really going to help Daryl Henderson if he's able to stay healthy and handle that workload.
1: A very so. big win. I love it. Mm-hmm. All right. Biggest reach. Taylor, let's hear your biggest reach. I see you've got a, a couple of them. Well, well, actually, I have you actually, guys go? Because
0: you guys are going to bring up the guys that I. All right. I also so I'm,
1: I'm going to go first. I've got Logan Thomas uh, going to Kelsey in the seventh round. Uh, I. I should say that my thoughts on Logan Thomas have changed slightly now that Curtis Samuel is likely uh, out for week one and, and possibly beyond. I just, you know, Fitzpatrick is is in Washington now, and we know that he loves to target wide receivers a ton, and, and he's going to be looking mostly Scarence Terrence's way as, as well as, you know, Curtis Samuel if he's healthy. But now that Curtis Samuel's out, you know, probably Logan Thomas. I just think what we saw from Logan Thomas was – Strictly kind of a result of what happened to the Washington football team with their quarterback situations, with their wide receiver room last year. Uh, I'm not saying Logan Thomas is a bad tight end. I just think in the seventh round, it was just a little too early for me.
0: Yeah, I would I would agree with that. But you can take over, Alex.
2: Oh, I was just gonna say I. You know, Logan Thomas was Mr. Necessary last year, and Alex Smith loved J.D. McKissick and Logan Thomas. And you know, like Joe said, Fitz is just going to sling that thing down the field. They have other guys, you know, Curtis Samuel, if he can get get back healthy. Um, but also, I believe Adam Humphreys is there now, too. Oh, that's I know right. That, I know that's not a, a sexy name or something, but they brought him in for a reason. And it's just one more guy to compete with Logan Thomas. Not to say he can't do it again, but I view him much more in the tier of guys like Higby and Goddard and, uh, you know, Noah Fant, guys that you could weigh down a little bit more than, than in that seventh round.
1: Yeah, for sure. All right, who's your uh, your biggest reach of the draft, Alex? So it's not that I do not
2: like this player. I just don't like him at the value he was taking, and that's Raheem Mostert. So I'm a big Niners running back guy. If you can get one of them, that's great. But in the fourth round, I mean, you just left a lot of value on the board and it's just a guy you probably could have waited on. Um, And it's not to say that I don't, I think he'll have a great week one. He's going to tear up that Lions defense, unfortunately, he tearing up one play. Gus play. Edwards tearing yeah. up his ACL. Oh, By the come way, on.
0: just got just got breaking news alert. Breaking news alert. Marcus Peters and Gus Edwards torn ACLs.
2: Oops. Uh, well, big tear. And Mostert is does tend to, to get banged up, and and you also kind of have to follow the flow of the team. I mean, they drafted Trey sermon. They moved up to get Trey sermon. He was a great running back at Ohio State. Um, even though that I don't love Ohio State, but he was a great running back at Ohio State, and uh, you know it. It's not going to be just Mostert's backfield; he's going to be good while he's healthy. But those are some big ifs in
1: the fourth round. All right, Taylor, yeah. you kind of highlighted a few, well, both of ours.
0: Yeah, well, let me just first of all say that I didn't really think anybody really reached. I agree with that too, yeah. too much. I I had a hard time, so I agreed with with both of y'all. Um, so with Raheem Mostert, my thoughts: I had him written down here. I don't I don't hate it because I mean well your other options available were Miles Sanders, DeAndre Swift, Miles Gaskin. The thing about Mostert to me is I feel like his ceiling is is lower than those other guys because the other guys have an opportunity to, like really take over that offense. Um, but I understand the, the concerns around Miles Sanders and DeAndre Swift and Miles Gask. I understand them. To me, I just view Raheem Mostert, and I'm going to talk about this a little bit later. I view Raheem Mostert as he's going to be sharing the backfield. What we saw when he was sharing with Tevin Coleman, where it was like, who am I going to start? Who's going to go off? Who's the one that's going to score 28? And who's the one that's going to score six? I just think that's going to continue. I don't see Raheem totally taking over, personally. Um, but again, I looking at the other running backs, I don't hate it that much i probably would have gone elsewhere and i agree with you about logan thomas um i just i don't think that he's going to get as many as many touchdowns totally different totally different situation going on there but the guy i want to bring up is javante williams and i know that both of you view this (laughs) differently than me i just view denver broncos their offense is going to be incredibly limited i do not think that um picking a to me a backup running back for a not good team in the seventh round ahead of people like mike davis and and kareem hunt these other people that have proven it they have a huge workload they're kind of the only person or they're at least going to be like their their role is carved out to me javante williams is the backup to a really really good running back in melvin gordon uh i think that melvin they're going to totally just give the ball to melvin for the first half of the year and just took like burn out his legs and then maybe Javante gets in, but even then the team—I just really don't believe in the team. And so with with Cortland Sutton and Jerry Judy, and I just don't really see it for Javante Williams in the seventh. I know, I know you both disagree with that.
1: But. Well, I, I, my, we talked about this a while pre-draft a while ago. I like Javante the second half of the year, and I, I, I think you know your point about Melvin Gordon. You're right. This is the last year of his contract in Denver. They might just want to run him into the ground and save Javante for the future. That's something that might happen. But I, you know, again, Denver traded up to get him. They like him a lot. He's a little bit, you know, he's got the versatility that you need. Uh, I, uh, I, I know. <laughs> I would counter your your statement that Melvin Gordon is an amazing back or whatever word you just used.
0: And I, I okay, well, let, he's proven that he can be like a workhorse person who has all these carries and is productive. And even at the end of last season, I know he had the DUI and all that stuff going on, but at the end of last season, he was pretty darn good. Yeah. And to I, me, you're drafting you're drafting like you said someone who might be good at the end of the year. That to me is a flyer. And to take a flyer in the seventh round on a team that's not very good—that just doesn't make a ton of sense to me. But yeah, who knows? He might blow up, and then I'm going to be eating my words, and I'll be in the sacco again.
1: Well, I mean, it's I, no—I mean, it's a fair point. I mean, I, I don't love Javante, but I, I do like him. I, I think the prospects are pretty good. Um, all right, let's let's fly through these next uh, few pretty quickly. Uh, best sleeper, uh, Taylor. I see you went with a uh, Detroit Lions player. <laughs> my here. own,
0: my own dude. Well, I. <laughs> Yeah, I see all the other people that are going around these rounds. It's like, okay, well, they're like the second or the third person, and like if things swing the right way, I could see them blowing up. But to me, Tyrell Williams, who I mean, there's Hawkinson. I know I got like the Hawkinson Tyrell Williams stack. All I need is Jared Goff. But <laughs> I mean, I mean, they, you can't, you can't, like, I mean. The tight end position is awesome, and I think they're going to go to Hawkinson a lot, I really do, but they got to throw to some receivers, and Tyrell Williams is there. He's a veteran of the league. I I think he's going to be fantasy relevant in the same way that I think Corey Davis is going to be relevant. I mean, you have a totally new quarterback situation going in for the Jets. The Jets are not very good. The Lions are not very good. New quarterback. I think it's very, very similar. Um, Corey Davis did not make it work when he was at the Titans, and we're all hoping that he makes it work uh this coming year i forget where he was drafted uh he was a first round
1: pick to tennessee no
0: but no but no but he was a seventh rounder in our draft for me to get get tyrell williams in the 14th i mean it's a very to me a very similar situation i believe in the in the hype
2: all right i can see it happening fair
1: enough alex I, i i see your pick here and i i am a fan
2: all right so i went with trey lance uh currently the quarterback two for the san francisco 49ers uh I know it, i think it depends it really depends on on you know who you are because when i took him in, in my draft everyone was like oh my gosh that's so early like i didn't see that like he wasn't on my board and i took how my, early like,
0: did you take him you said i think
2: the 11th because i wanted to make right. sure that i got it was either the 11th or the 12th that i took he him could, yeah he could definitely be a league
0: changer yeah I agree.
2: and and so you know with rookie quarterbacks typically you know don't break the top 10 for for fantasy football right but the legs bring a lot of value he has so many weapons around him he's coming into a great team right where trevor lawrence kind of is coming into a not so great team trey lance when he eventually takes over much like Raheem Mostert or jimmy garoppolo can knock it through a full season the niners traded up to get him gave up a lot of draft capital to get him he's going to get on the field he's going to start sooner than later and those legs and that strong arm are not only going to lead to success for the niners but fantasy success top eight quarterback this year trey
1: lance book it wow nice. book it i love it uh, i love it i've got russell gage as my best sleeper i went deep in this i've got this is a 15th round pick last pick for Derek. uh i got russell gage from the, the falcons i just think like hey you look at Atlanta's offense and what they are going to have to do this year. Their defense is still terrible. They're going to have to throw the ball. We know Matty Ice likes to air it out. You got Calvin Ridley, of course. Kyle Pitts is going to be eaten a lot. But, I mean, Russell Gage, I think, is you know that flyer pick in the 15th. It's a solid pick. We saw what Julio and Calvin Ridley can do together on the field last year. And I know Kyle Pitts coming in scares a lot of people because he's kind of their wide receiver too now. But I do like Russell Gage a lot in that 15th round. Uh, Best breakout pick.
0: Hold on a second. Hold on a second. Was that the best sleeper or the best value?
1: For me, it's the best sleeper. I think you're going to see Russell Gage have a pretty darn good season. I mean, you could argue value, too, because. Because, yeah, I agree
0: with you. Great value. I just I mean, when I think sleeper, I think like somebody who like could blow up into being something big.
1: Well, I mean, you want to make a bet right now, Tyrell Williams or Russell Gage? I mean, I I would probably err on the Russell Gage side. Honestly, right, yeah, I don't What's think, the bet?
0: What's the bet I don't year? think Who the Lions higher? are going to be
1: very good this year. Like that's uh, we all know that. I just I don't see Tyrell Williams is like having, oh. you know, a major season or at least being that much I different.
2: Uh, yeah. Sure. Can can I uh, can I kind of third party and say what the bet should be? Oh gosh. Yes. <laughs> so if, if Russell gave
0: Hold on a second. Before we do the bet, just say uh, for the record, we had a bet last year mm. and I have yet to be paid.
1: I bought to you barbecue. Paid. You also you were like let's bet barbecue, and then you sent me a bill for sixty dollars. Yeah, the bet was a hundred. No, it wasn't. The bet was like a pound of barbecue, and then you went and spent like sixty dollars on a pound of barbecue.
0: That's how much a pound of barbecue costs in Austin. <laughs> Cost of living.
2: You guys, you guys are ridiculous. Because what I was thinking for the bet is Joe, if Tyra Williams has more fantasy points than Russell Gage, you have to drink a warm bud light i'll tell you if russell gage does if you does say outperform, Hams, you have yes. to drink a warm ham all
1: right yes i am does it. that sound good look it
2: uh, i no, I'm, can can
0: we go instead because of injury can we go like who has more fantasy points per game
1: that's fair i'll take it okay i'll, I'll take, take it, it. yep that's your fantasy bad. points per it.
2: game fantasy points per game I'll take it. Well,
1: I might end up biting this one in the butt, but uh, it's fine. It's fine. We'll we'll go with it. All right, best breakout pick. Uh, I've got Brandon Ayuk in the sixth round uh, drafted by Pooj. I have been a big fan of Brandon Ayuk this offseason. In fact, in my list of second-year wide receivers that I think will break out, of course we've got CeeDee Lamb as number one, but Brandon Ayuk is number two for me. I just, like, looking at what he did in the, the Niners offense last year, it's I mean it's incredible what he did. You know, of course people are saying, Oh, well, Debo's back, Kittle's back. I get that, but we're talking about the Niners. I bet you one of those like people will be injured in, you know, after week one. So I just think Brandon Ayuk, you know, again, they spent the draft capital two years ago to go get him. They like using him a lot, and I, I think he's just gonna have a big year.
2: All right. I think if if you don't mind, I will bring up Jalen Waddell in the 11th round to Marshall. And I know it's weird to pick a rookie for a breakout, but I feel like he is not getting the attention he deserves. Like Kyle Pitts is getting a lot of attention, and Jamar Chase, for better or worse, is getting a lot of attention. But Jalen Waddell is back with his college quarterback in, in Tua, and Tua could very well take a nice step forward this year. The Dolphins have a good team. I know it's the Dolphins, but they have a good team. So I really think that Jalen Waddell was a lead in college, high draft capital, is going to be very, very good this year. And it was I guess you call it a value or a sleeper, all of the above. He's gonna break out and he will be a top twenty four wide receiver by the time it's all said wow. and done. I
1: will say we are two a haters in this league. At least Taylor I am I not.
2: Are... I am a two a truther. <laughs>
1: Alright, one down year off a of hip surgery, and you're gonna
2: give up on that man. <laughs> Whatever. what elite Whatever. in college. Give, me a,
0: give right. me a break. Everybody, everybody who plays for Alabama is elite. Okay? Whatever. Fins down, bins <laughs> dolphins fans. Alright, Terry. Right, I like my,
1: your breakout pick a lot.
0: Yeah, of course, of course you do. My best breakout pick, I, I've got Trey Sermon uh going to Joe in the eighth round. Again, maybe a little higher than I would have I would have. Gone for him, but here's why. I just really think that you're going to see a situation where you have, just like we had Raheem Mostert and Tevin Coleman again. They were switching off that whole entire year. I remember because I had Tevin Coleman, and I always seemed to start him in the weeks that he got like three points. But I think that when Maho- when Mostert emerges at the end of that year as being like, ooh, like th- this is the guy to go with. I think that's going to be Trey Sermon by the end of the year. Raheem Mostert has played on guess how many NFL teams. Mostert. Oh. Yes, Moster. How many? How many different NFL teams has I he played don't know. for? Is it four? Four. He's played for. Uh, he's changed teams a total of seven times. Oh my gosh! Wow. Yes, he has been around the league. He is 29 years old, which is very old in running back years. You have the new young gun in Trey Sermon. Believe in the talent. I mean, he ran up the score on the Michigan State Spartans many years when he was in college at, at Ohio State. I just think that he's going to emerge as being the like the go-to guy. In, in the timeshare. Like, I'm thinking like 65%. But I think he's going to get a bunch of big runs. I think they're going to throw him the ball. I just really like Trey Sermon right there. And you're going to need him. Because in case you forgot, Joe, Gus Edwards tore his ACL. And it will not play the entire year. Yeah, so, thanks, man. you're really going to need him thanks, this
1: year. Thanks, Taylor. Uh, yeah, thanks. Yeah, I hope he I hope he turns into something. Because you're right. I'm definitely going to need him. Uh, although people seem to like, well, I should say people someone seems to like my team a little bit Uh, how about this week's power rankings power rankings okay just warning you that this week's power rankings are brought to you only by alex gray not taylor and and myself so taylor and joe did not put their power rankings in with this week's power rankings so if you have hate mail I would encourage you to email, text, FaceTime, fax your hate mail to Alex Gray, uh, because this is all on him, Alex. So no pressure. Uh, just, you know, I set you up wonderfully. Uh, but uh, yes, so again, this is this is all Alex. Uh, so Power Rankings will be up on the website. Uh, cool little uh, trend graph up there now, too. Uh, that'll be fun to watch over the the next couple weeks um okay alex so take us take us through it we're going from 10 to one so from the bottom to the top give it to us bottom to the top okay
2: so i do want to preface this by saying uh no influence from joe or taylor on the power rankings thank you you can get my phone number and or email from joe if you're really that upset i'll
1: say though alex even though you saying that you know that 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 just like went in one ear and out the other like oh i i know i know yeah
2: Anyway, before now you got me. You got me almost like distraught as I'm doing this.
1: It's okay. It's okay.
2: I'll protect you. No, no. I'm just messing. (laughs) I'm just. I'm just messing around. All right. I do want to say also that I don't think anybody had like a truly like bad draft. I think there were some strong starts that were finished up with some questionable middle and end rounds. Um, And to kick that off, number ten and Lisa, Kevin, your team, Dalvin, what an anchor running back. But oh boy after that it got kind of weird so oh, we saw it. darren waller had a great year last year but that's probably a ceiling and i just don't know if raheem mostert and josh allen return on that fourth and or is it sorry was it josh or keenan i just wrote allen that's a mistake josh oh, it was josh allen, was josh allen. Yeah. allen. that's why i thought yeah because yeah, keenan in the fifth would be great oh yeah anyway with mostert and josh allen return on that fourth and fifth round value i mean those are some some high picks i mean i'm a big jerry judy fan love him as a breakout this year but snagging him in the sixth as your number two receiver with Debo Samuel as your number three and Hollywood as your number four those last two guys have some big injury concerns and then therefore I have some concerns about your team over the course of the season
1: I love it all right who's coming in at number
2: nine number nine the injured reserves Kelsey um what happened after Keenan Allen like that's my question (laughs) like it was so strong it was going well and then what happened I, I guess I'm just really low on Josh Jacobs. Um, uh, you know, I the O-line is decimated. The strength of schedule is so challenging, and he had his good games in positive game scripts when the Raiders won. They're projected for, I want to say, like five and a half wins or something like that is the Vegas line. So, I mean, and then Adam Thielen, he could be elite again. I could be so wrong. But eventually the touchdown regression is coming, and he's getting older, and I would make a bet that that comes this year.
1: All right, that's fair. Slice it on Kelsey. That's I will uh, say
2: Justin Herbert, good value in the 10th.
1: Oh, love that. <laughs> love that. All right, uh, I could already hear him. Uh actually he called me today. Uh and I, I unfortunately was at work so I couldn't pick up. Uh, number 8, <laughs> who you got? Number 8 Stat Padford. Uh, I can already hear him. I can already hear him saying that he was last in the very first power rankings. Well,
2: he was 8. So, Kelsey, great. Kelsey, an elite tight end, but there were so many good running backs on the board at that point. So many. Again, it's tough, in especially in a two-flex full PPR league, to not leave the first round with a running back. I get it. It's Travis Kelsey, but there are a lot of good ones left. And then, for your first running back, you take Saquon. Elite talent. Could be top three. Is he going to play week one to full capacity? Then week two, Thursday night, you're going to see full load there. Is he going to stay healthy first year off the ACL? We just, we just don't know, and it's just too many questions for me to move you any higher than eight.
1: Ooh, buddy. All right, number seven.
2: Number seven, Hyde and Zeke. Love the name. Tim, good value on DeAndre Swift and Chris Carson and Lamar. But then it just got weird. <laughs> Juju, Brandon Cooks, Jamar Chase. None of those guys should even be close to your starting lineup, but here we are. Oh no! (laughs) Juju's the third or fourth option if you count Najee Harris on the the Steelers. Brandon Cooks has Terod Taylor throwing to him, but Terod Taylor doesn't throw; he just runs. (laughs) And Jamar Chase said that those not having those little white lines on the football is too different in the nfl and so it's, it's an adjustment
1: <laughs> you know i'd
2: be a little concerned about that tim a i heard concerned.
1: that that quote and it was just like that confirmed everything that we've heard about jamar chase's offseason of like wow <laughs> like so boy all right that's all that's all i'm saying all right number six who you got defense
2: Whisper marshall I loved your top half of the draft. I love Tyreek Hill. I think he could end up being the wide receiver one this year. And Alan Robinson, I also have inside of my top 10. Both are on my League of Record team as well. So I love those two guys. But I think you went too early a quarterback for Dak. I mean, Tom Brady went in the 12th or 13th round. Dak's coming off a broken ankle or dislocated ankle and the lat injury. So I'm just—it's a little too early for Dak for me there, and then Dallas Goddard still has a Zach Ertz problem. As much as talent as I think Dallas Goddard has, Zach Ertz is still there, and it's still—he's still, still going to be annoying. So that's that my biggest. Me. I actually—I—I I, I agree with a lot of what you're saying.
0: That one to me should be a lot lower. I—I I will say that, and I'm, I'm sorry—I don't want to make an enemy out of you, Marshall, but that. He might be my my bottom team. Whoa. Again. Again with with Nick Chubb, I, you know, he's sharing it. I know like we all believe in in Nick. Chubb. I love Tyreek Hill, James Robinson. I don't think we Yes, he was amazing last year, but clearly the Urban Meyer regime does not believe in James Robinson. I mean, they drafted somebody above him, and all reports reports were before he uh, had his Liz Frank injury that he was going to be the starter. I like Allen Robinson a lot. Julio Jones always is fighting injury; totally new situation. I like Dak, but then after that, it's just like I don't think any of these guys are going to hit personally. So I will say I think he might be my number ten. But
1: fair enough, fair enough. All very, right.
2: very kind of you, Alex. So put him I, in six. I, I love Nick Chubb. Oh, i, I love too. james robinson so that's where i think we differ i understand the concerns don't get me wrong but i was i'm a i'm a big big nick chubb big james robinson guy
1: all right alex take us through these we're in the top five now the, the all right. upper echelon take us through these top five all right you're
2: gonna hear mostly positives out of me now so the guys five through one you can uh, pat yourselves on the back you can toot your own horn because uh pujan number five hashtag two time I love, love, love the blend of ceiling and floor you got with your guys. So JT and Najee, great. CD and Deontay, you got the high ceiling, high floor guys. And Patrick Mahomes, the, true, Mahomes. the OG number one. Love Pat Mahomes. My dude, my dude. All right, coming to number four. Number four, fresh pr- prince of Elair, Derek. I mean, balanced across the board with some nice upside picks, including a nice fifth-round selection of Miles Sanders. So I think everyone's a little too low on. And waited on quarterback, got... Walmart Mahomes, Ryan Tannehill, as I like to call call him, Walmart Mahomes. Great, efficient quarterback. Going to be really nice for you. Didn't have to spend up. Great team.
1: I love it. Now, okay, these next three, and I can already hear everyone saying, oh, no, you totally paid Alex to come on the pod. Uh, all right, who you got as uh, the next, the, the top three, Alex?
2: Oh, my gosh. Well, it's never too late in her. Taylor at number three. He managed a complete and elite running back room. And – TJ Hawkinson is my favorite tight end after the big three. If any of you are on the fantasy football subreddit, I wrote up a big piece on TJ Hawkinson, full projections, everything he can do to make the big jump. Very bullish on TJ Hawkinson, so I couldn't leave a team that took TJ Hawkinson outside of my top.
1: three. You know, Alex has plugged to be a writer on our on our show or or like a, on our website too. We might have to <laughs> because these Reddit posts were pretty impressive. So we, we might have to Im- employ him here. But, Alex, I'm sorry. I can't, I can't up your pay.
2: That's uh, all right. I make, I make almost as much here as I do at my regular job. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Who's number two? Uh, number two comes in Teddy Bruschi's Joe. Um, look, when you start with Christian McCaffrey and Justin Jefferson and Kyler Murray— all 3 could be number 1 at their position. So, if, whether it was Joe or anybody else that started with that, the number 1 pick was always going to be high in the power rankings unless you really mess something up down the draft. I love Chase Claypool, another guy that was one of my guys this year did a nice write up on. I think he's going to break out in a big way, although the Gus Bus injury really does hurt here. I didn't and have time I, to go I, through I, and I adjust. was about to
0: say, are you can I think we might need to flip 3 and 2 because I'm sorry, but running back depth. Like, I love your first two, but like right now, he's looking at in the flex like Trey Sermon or OBJ. No, I'm flexing AB
1: and Claypool this week. What are you talking about?
0: Oh, that's who you're flexing.
1: Yeah.
0: Oh, okay. (laughs) So no, but but I, I I agree. I do based on bench depth.
1: Yeah. No, I I, I think I I agree because I, I said before the show, I was like, Alex, how do you still have me at two? That Gus Bus injury pushes me down. When you have to mow the lawn after work,
2: uh, you know, you, you don't have time to really reevaluate. So I think if I was to go back through, I probably would have knocked him down a spot or two. Um, but let's go. But, but uh, that's why was my
1: best friend. That's
2: that's why CMC CMC is a player and a half, and so it just he can cover a lot of holes. Not that I think there are very many holes on this team, but CMC can cover a lot of holes on a team.
1: Like the sound of that? Okay, he's done it again. Number one, the number Evan one pick the best draft. Evan
2: sick with a guff. I love 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 Aaron Jones, Austin Eckler, Robert Woods. Wait wait wait, I, hold
1: on. Let me pause at this moment to say that Robert or that Alex has is like always hot and bothered for robert woods in fact it is not an like i i have known alex and his fantasy fantasy teams long enough to know that if he doesn't have robert woods it's not a proper alex team anyway continue
2: i do not have robert woods this year and it (laughs) makes me very upset i will be actively trying to acquire him after week one regardless of how he does anyway that aside aaron jones uh the fact that he fell to you at that point he is Green Bay Alvin Kamara. He doesn't get the respect he deserves. He does it all. He can run. He can catch. On an elite offense with an elite quarterback, it's really it's a steal that far, and he could finish as the RB1. I mean, he has that upside. Austin Eckler, injury aside, I mean, this guy was one of my guys and got sniped from me in my draft. Um, just, I mean, catches. he's going to catch 100 balls this year, and in a full PPR to get that floor and that potential ceiling if his touchdowns, you know, regress to the mean positively. I mean, that's just quite the 10 to start off with. And Robert Woods, I think it's because his name might be a little too boring and he just kind of hangs out. Bobby Trees. Do anything special. Bobby Trees. Bobby Trees. He's, play. He's always available. He's missed one game the past two years. He always plays and he finally, he has an elite quarterback that's going to get him the ball He's going to get a ton of targets. He's going to score a lot of touchdowns. And he gets rushing yards. They do the end-around stuff every year. He gets 100 or 200 rushing yards and scores usually a rushing touchdown. A little nice bonus. Robert Woods, Bobby Trees is going to be a top 12 receiver this year. And you got to steal to pair him with Aaron Jones and Austin Eckler.
1: And there you have it. Week 1 Power Rankings. Again, send your ats to uh, Alex Gray because taylor and i had nothing to do with this i promise you taylor and i had nothing to do with this at a gray two seven on oh. twitter oh plug it as twitter i'll give you, the, right. twitter. I'll give you the twitter the twitter handle i love it i love yeah, it yeah we can do that yeah so week one power rankings they're up on the website you can check them out and uh yeah uh don't hate on us i can argue Ain't with on me. Hate. hate on, on me. Alex. yeah all right let's jump into some matchups. I am so hyped because according to Alex, Antonio Brown just caught like a 30-yard pass and I started him this week. So another one. And another one? Another 10-yard, yeah. Let's go. All right, we're jumping into matchup preview. Uh, Good matchups this week. I will also remind you uh, that we do have a Game of the Week as always. And of course, that Game of the Week is now tracked uh, via the primetime data on the website. Uh, That was a brainchild of well, I guess of myself, but influenced by Taylor because he mentioned something about Kirk Cousins and always failing in, in prime time, as he usually does. Um, sorry, Taylor. Uh, so we made a stat about it. So anyway, we'll get into that. Uh, first matchup of the week, number one versus number three in the Power rankings. We got you, Taylor. It's never too late in her versus sick with a golf. That's Evan. Uh, this is a, a big East-West Bowl matchup, I'll say. Uh, how you feeling this week, buddy? Uh, I'm feeling good. I,
0: I don't know. I'm starting to have a little bit of doubts about a couple of my players, but I don't know. I'm, I, I just really need Mike Evans. I I have Mike Evans in literally every single one of my leagues. Um, Wow. Now
1: clarify, is that because you like him or because it was just the way the draft? Well,
0: I believe in strong running back early and it it always ended up happening where I could get him in the fourth or the fifth, even in one league. Uh, so Yeah, I I don't know. We'll see. I'm I'm hopeful.
1: I like it. I like it. All right. Next matchup. We've got, uh, excuse me, Hyden Zeke, Tim versus myself, the Teddy Brewskis. Uh, I'm nervous because I lost Gus bus and I was ready to start him. But we'll see. I don't know. This is like the third time Tim and I have played each other the first week of the year. Uh, the, the new Alex
0: right now, Alex is eyes.
2: And he's <laughs> watch, I know he's watching Alex, the game. Alex uh, is trying it, so hard to do both it, because they're the bucks are at the five.
1: It's so like, okay, now, if Antonio Brown scores, he won't because it's the five yard line. I bet you it'll be Mike Evans. If it's Antonio Brown or Mike Evans, you let us know. It
2: was uh Brady to Godwin, <sighs> Brady to Godwin
1: who's got godwin i don't even know
0: that's fine I think, it's fine i think that's uh, i think that's Derek. good for
1: you all right all right yeah good for you Derek. Yeah, i'm just kidding all right next I'm- match <laughs> of the week injured reserves kelsey versus am lisa kevin this is a rematch of last year's sacco game so a little bit of redemption here for kelsey i don't know what the line is do you happen to have that pulled up taylor
0: the line on which game
1: uh this is kelsey versus kevin
0: Oh, I do not have it. Oh, you're catching Who's, me off guard. You, now I'm, look, right, I'm okay, right looking fine, at Mike fine. Evans. I mean,
1: Who's winning this game between Kelsey and Kevin? I need both of your picks here. I'm
0: a, I'm a, I'm gonna go Kevin here.
1: I'm taking Kelsey.
0: Uh, Alex, the tiebreaker.
1: I'm
2: also taking Kelsey. Yeah, he's out for blood. Kelsey.
1: Kelsey's out for blood. I love it. Uh, Kelsey's into it this year. I think he's, uh, I think he's primed for some fantasy success. All right. Next matchup, the rematch of Super Bowl number four, hashtag Two Time versus Fresh Prince of Bel Air, Pooch versus Derek. The rematch. This is going to be a good game. Uh, I think uh, it's going to be a close game. Let's see. Uh, I don't really know. Let's see what the line is here. We've got uh, okay. We've got projected total one nineteen for uh, Pooj and one thirty two. For uh, Derek, of course, this is after the Chris Godwin touchdown, so uh, that could come down. We'll see what happens. Uh, I think Derek's going for a little bit of revenge, though, and he's, he's off to a great start with Chris Godwin. Uh, and finally, uh, again, the everything has been picked by Alex. So the, the game of the week, Thomas, you've done it again, baby. <laughs> You're in the game of the week. Yet again, it's Stat Patford versus the defense whisperer. Alex, why is this the game of the week? Take us through it.
2: All right, so it's an unlikely game of the week, as I know There's no, It's not a marquee matchup, but it's team six versus team eight. And when you get into that range of the power rankings, it's really, are you gonna claw your way out? Are you gonna get into that top five? Are you gonna push for the playoffs? Or are you gonna start the year in the basement, falling from the mid to late rankings where you were down to the bottom? And it's, you know, Ooh. no games are must win, but when you're starting out that point in the power rankings, It does not feel good to lose your first game and stay buried. If you win your first game, you can start off on the right foot. And, you know, the world's your oyster at that point.
1: Spoken like a true ESPN analyst. Just kidding. (laughs) All right, we've got a brand new segment. Uh, Let's jump in.
0: Story time!
1: (laughs) I think... I've been waiting for this uh, segment for a while because uh, I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Story time with Alex and Joe. We talked about it earlier um, that, uh, yeah, 20 years of friendship. Pretty impressive. Also, I kept your voice crack in the drop. I hope you like that.
2: Uh, it's only fitting as we grew up together, so I'm sure you've heard
1: that voice crack more times than you can count. More times than I needed to. Alex, do you have any good <laughs> stories about us? Take me, take, give me a good, a good story here. Well, I think I'm going
2: to stay on topic. Um, the first time we ever played fantasy football oh, together <laughs> was in sixth grade. Um, it was a four man league, so um, the rosters were pretty loaded. It was me and my dad, and it was supposed to be then Joe and his dad for the four teams. I
1: think he came into draft though, right? He did
2: because you wanted to do it together. So my mom ended up hopping in, and so it was (laughs) me, my dad, my mom, and then the father-son duo of Joe Joe and Uncle Bob, Um, Joe (laughs) and Dr. Bob over there. And uh, I do remember, um, I want to say I won that league, but it was on the back of Tom Brady and Randy Moss's um, historic season. But I also had Peyton Manning, so don't worry. (laughs) I took two elite quarterbacks in 2006. Um, Also, I believe Frank Gore was in his prime at that point. Oh, Frank
1: Gore has never been not in his prime. He's still in his prime. That's a good point. But that was
2: that was Joe's introduction to fantasy football. I'd like to think he has come a long way, but I guess we'll find out this season if if his skills have improved.
1: Jeez. Well, I will say I think I stopped playing after like the first week because I just (laughs) and I, I think I also because we were we were. We were Alex and I were talking about this a while ago. I'm pretty sure I drafted an Eagles player and if we're talking about like 2006, like it had to be Donovan McNabb. I think I took Probably. McNabb and and like he was my quarterback, but yeah, that was I mean I stopped I stopped watching after like a week. <laughs> Boy, have have things changed as we all know. Okay, I've got to tell this story and this is this is a now I think now it's a funny story. Maybe at the time it wasn't quite as funny. For me, I mean, at least,
2: it it was pretty funny. Soon after, for me, okay, It's mean, a funny story. <laughs> so,
1: so, Alex and I were and Alex and I were sledding at my house. We built this like big snow bank, and and I was like, I don't know what I was doing. I was like shoveling snow or something. And Alex like I was like, oh yeah, just go like sled down or something. <laughs> so, Alex takes this tube, slides down, runs into this tree okay and like totally like i think you took some bark off the tree like you were flying and uh i turned to alex and he gets up he's like whoa like you know that that moment like when dwight Schrute in the office when he blows up that like bug grenade in in michael's old office and he just gets <laughs> up and he's like whoa like that that was what happened and and you know my stupid self i was like hey are you okay and alex was like I don't know i was like oh you're fine just like get back up and slide (laughs) down (laughs) alex goes inside our house turns out he has a concussion so we have to take him to the er and i felt terrible sitting in like like the er waiting room alex is back getting evaluated for a concussion like (laughs) it was that was like your third or fourth concussion too wasn't it
2: yeah that was i mean i'm you know sometimes i'm surprised i'm still uh you know speaking in coherent sentences without much damage my brain took. sometimes you don't that's true (laughs) that's i i set myself up for that one taylor Um, but
1: taylor have you ever had a concussion
2: no i've never had a concussion never broken a bone i've been pretty lame wow yeah yeah i've broken some bones in some lame ways though so don't (laughs) (laughs) don't feel too bad Wait, how many
1: concussions have you had so far no oh, because i remember you were playing football and then you had to stop because if you got another concussion, yeah i got the last one I was
2: playing football that one uh, that was probably my third or fourth by the age of 12 or 13 so that was probably that was probably too many yeah
1: <laughs> <That> well <was> probably <laughs> one was probably too, too many.
2: many um but anyway so oh yeah gosh. i mean i i wasn't gonna go inside and i kind of felt my face and i was like this feels a little bumpy you know, a little, a little cut up. And then your mom about had a heart attack when she saw me when I walked inside. So uh, that was, yeah. Well, but, I, but it was it was Christmas break. I had time just to hang out at home. It was, it was fine. It was all good.
1: What a time was, to be alive. Okay, Alex, you have another fantasy story for when I tried to play fantasy baseball one year.
2: One year? So I've been playing fantasy sports for a long, long time. We played fantasy baseball one year. And it was Joe's, I think, first year playing fantasy baseball. And a guy by the name of James Loney, if any of you are baseball fans might remember James Loney, played first base for the Dodgers in his most prolific times, and also played for the White Sox for a little bit. Well, spring training rolls around, and it's the end of spring training. We already drafted, and and James Loney got cut, sent down to AAA, and Joe texts me and goes, should I keep him? I was like, no, I don't think you need to. He goes, well, what if he gets called back up? I was like, Joe, if he was bad enough to get sent down to AAA, I don't think he's going to do anything for your fantasy team, even if he gets called (laughs) back up. That'd be like I don't oh, know. Oh no! That'd be, like, that'd be like throwing Duke Johnson on the roster because he got signed by the Jaguars practice squad.
1: This would no. Like, this would be the equivalent to so, like to picking up Todd Gurley right now. Like that's mm-hmm. what this. That's yes. what this was. Uh, also, that, uh, uh, to be fair. Oh. Dak
2: Prescott the CD Lamb touchdown.
1: Nice. Dang nice. it, Pujan. Ugh. No, Thomas has CD. I thought Thomas had Amari. Oh, you're right. Yeah, Pooch has CD. You're right. I am Back playing going. against
2: Dak Prescott tonight. so That was a bit of a bummer, but oh, it's okay. Man, hey, we're all suffering together. I wasn't gonna escape. I wasn't gonna escape Dak tonight. Yeah, yeah. It yeah, just wasn't gonna happen. That.
1: All right, last story I have is is a fun story. Alex and I. I don't know if you guys know this. Alex and I are you know obviously baseball fans. You know I'm a baseball fan. Alex is too, probably more so than me. Uh, we played baseball through high school and everything and and we got super into wiffle ball when we were young too uh we ended up building an entire well this is alex's idea i helped him but uh, we ended up building an yeah. entire like wiffle ball field out in this cornfield it started at his old house and then we we finally moved it out to the oh it was a hay field not a cornfield mm-hmm. uh but i kid you not we had this like mini regulation sized wiffle ball field out there and Prestwick park right that was the name mm-hmm. of it
2: Yep oh my gosh it wouldn't have been possible without joe helping me we spent one summer i'd get up i'd go to the gym i'd go to work i'd go to baseball practice to coach and then i would go out to the field until dark and i did that for probably three weeks in a row just so we could get this field built and it you know it's something now that i live out of michigan i live in, in indiana now i definitely miss that and want to build something like that again but don't let joe kid you or be too modest it would not have happened without him um, being there to to be some of the more creative creative mind that he is when we ran into problems or just to develop concepts so shout out joe for creating <laughs> helping me create some uh, great memories for a lot of a lot of people that came out and played at that park
1: oh it was super fun i i loved like the late summer nights hanging out hitting dingers just just having a good time and yeah maybe if if i get around to it maybe i'll throw some pictures up i know i have some lying around here of Presswick park but super fun i can also, um, i'll send you some too go. i got some beautiful all right boys i think that wraps it up for our first show of the season we're a little out of shape <laughs> a little out of shape at least oh, it's all right
0: mean. it's all right we got we got a lot of time to figure it out just like in fantasy oh, yeah I mean, we got don't, 18 you don't weeks win of at football. the draft there
1: yeah you exactly go. yeah you hear that evan no i'm kidding all right boys <laughs> i think that's all we got is there anything else i am missing?
2: Uh, thanks for having me on. It was a pleasure. I uh, I hope maybe I'll uh, get to make a couple more appearances on, on some shorter pods. Yes,
1: but- we definitely need to have Alex back, he's going to be a, a staple of the show as per usual. Always good to see you, gentlemen. And uh, man, fantasy football week one. Good luck! Good luck, everybody. Fingers good luck. Guys. All right, peace Come out. On. Boys.
0: Come on, Mike Evans. <laughs> Bye,
2: everybody.
1: We'll see you next week.
2: Thank you for listening to another episode of the Fans Maker Dance Fantasy Football League Podcast.